Welcome everybody, it's Elaine Taylor-Klaus with Impact ADHD, your online resource for parenting complex kids. And I'm really excited today to welcome a new colleague of ours, Dr. Kimberly Vay, who's actually based here in Atlanta, Georgia as well. Welcome, Kim. Hello, thank you. Thank it's, you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you here. Let me t tell you guys about her. Dr. Kimberly Vay is a licensed professional counselor who's been working with children, adolescents, and families for more than 10 years. She is the first and currently the only DBT Linehan Board certified clinician in the state of Georgia. She got her Master's of Arts in Professional Counseling and her doctorate degree in Counseling Psychology at Argosy University. And she's been providing DBT, which is Dialectical Behavioral Therapy, and we're gonna learn a lot more about that today, in individual and family settings, as well as in DBT skill groups for adolescents and families. She's a sought-after speaker and educator and works primarily as a therapist at the Hillside Residential Treatment Program and Outpatient Programs, uh, the, a DP, DBT clinic here in Atlanta, Georgia. And so, Kim, welcome. I'm thrilled to have you here today to talk about what is DBT and how does it differ from other treatments. So, welcome and let's dive in. Thank you. Yes. So what is DBT? Because it's a term, I remember the first time I heard it many years ago, um, I, it, I just thought it was another alphabet soup. <laughs> There's CBT, CBT, <laughs> ABB. So um, what is it? Yes, yeah, so DBT is, like you said, dialectical behavior therapy. It was developed by Marsha Linehan for the borderline personality disorder population originally. So it was originally created, developed for the adult population. Mm -hmm. And then it has since emerged into adolescents, children, a whole um, host of different um, populations that it has adapted to. It primarily focuses on emotion regulation. So it's emotion. for those, okay. those clients that have difficulty, the emotionally sensitive child. Those children that you um, that have you know uh, out of proportion responses to situations, right? So that emotions are very uh, very difficult for them to tolerate at times where they actually feel like this emotion is going to kill me, mm -hmm. um, and that's where the self destructive or impulsive behaviors tend to emerge from when they feel like they have to escape an emotion for some. Um, for some reason, whether it's, that's just too painful or I think it's going to kill me or, you know, whatever that, whatever that intensity is, um, this population that DBT primarily serves is that population where emotions are really hard for them to tolerate. So I like to tell, um, parents, it's like if you have a third degree burn mm -hmm. and the close, you know, you, when you first get that third degree burn, like people can't even come close to you, right? Like you're going to feel something, you know, it's going to hurt. And so as they go through DBT, it's like healing that third degree burn. Wow. So then as they're learning the skills and learning ways to cope and tolerate these emotions, then you can actually touch the burn at the end as it's, as it's healing. Mm -hmm. So it's a way for them to actual skills that they can learn to tolerate. So it's a practical um, treatment. So, so let me let me therapy. let me set the stage a little bit because uh, I love that distinction. I want to get back to that practical treatment versus talk therapy. So the audience that this this particular modality or treatment serves are people who struggle with emotional regulation. And so 
while initially that may have come from people with borderline personality issues, now we may see that for people who have a diagnosis of anxiety, ADHD, exactly. depression, those kinds of issues as well. Yeah, so I usually, I always preface with parents that the terminology in when you research DBT and you, you read up on just the treatment as, as a whole, the terminology is the terminology that it was developed for. Mm-hmm. So it has since emerged. So a lot of parents say, well, my child doesn't have borderline. Right. But they, but they might have intense emotions, right? Like, so it could be even that child with ADHD that has a really hard time when their friend don't call them back mm-hmm. um, or they don't return a message. They have a really hard time tolerating that emotion. And then the, where the parent looks and says, I don't understand how that response is fitting to the situation, right. out of proportion to the situation. Right. And so there's an emotional dysregulation, which is an mm-hmm. aspect of executive function, right? Exactly. And so yeah. the, the, that frustration intolerance or, or inability to sort of be with, this is a treatment that's a great approach to it. So, and this is the first psychotherapy that has included mindfulness into into the treatment. So mindfulness is a huge component of DBT. Right. So, so can you identify what is DBT and how is it different? How does it incorporate mindfulness and how, do, how is it different from CBT? DBT, the difference between DBT, there's a huge component of CBT in DBT. Now, CBT is, However, is cognitive behavioral cognitive therapy. Behavioral and a lot of people are, yeah. are sort of directed towards that. That's why I want to make mm-hmm. the distinction. Yes. So, with just straight CBT therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, it doesn't, uh, it, it oftentimes uh, misses the emotional component. So in the populate with emotionally sensitive or emotionally avoidant children, mm-hmm. right? that cognitive component, you can tap into those thoughts, right? But when you tell an emotionally sensitive child to change their thought pattern, it's not necessarily addressing the physiological response of the emotion. Mm-hmm. And where the difference is in the, in the treatment and where a lot of parents are saying, we're not really making that much progress with the traditional talk therapy. Mm-hmm. When an emotion is hard for these kids to tolerate, they're not going to talk about it, right? Like if it's something I want to avoid, I'm going to avoid it. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it. So where DBT targets those emotional experiences, it targets the cognitions also, but it really targets those emotional experiences to help the children become aware of what's going on in their body. Okay. So, so there's, an, it, there's an emotional focus, an emotional com- component, and it's distinct from the intellectual thought process, but it's really about strategies for managing emotional, emotionality or emotional intensity. Right. Yes. And yes. So there, like I said, there is a component of CBT in DBT um, with, and with the, I think one of the main, one of the differences too with than traditional talk therapy is there's, it's actually giving you skills. So it's a practical. So there okay. are, there, I look at it as it's empowering the kids. It's empowering okay. them to now when I have this anxiety attack, I know what to do. Mm-hmm. Great. Right. I and and I, have to, I have to say, I think that's why I have seen DBT as such a great um, complement to the work that we do with coaching, because coaching is also an empowerment methodology, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So when you're coaching the parents and teaching the parents and the kids are learning empowerment skills, you really see a lot of progress. Um, so so tell, talk a little bit about mindfulness. 
like because mindfulness is is sort of a, a hot word these days and and there's a lot of research showing its efficacy how does that get incorporated into dbt mindfulness is um it's a it's one of the the four modules of there's four modules in dbt it's the main it's, it's the first module that's taught and the difference so there's a difference between mindfulness and meditation right like our yeah. children and the ADHD population, they're probably not able to sit and just focus on their breath, <laughs> right? Like they, right. if they could do that, they wouldn't need all of us, right? Like, right. So it's, um, as opposed to focusing on their, it is focusing on their breath, but it's more of an awareness okay. of how can I, when I'm in a motion mind and when my emotions are taking over, what can I do to bring myself back into the present moment? Mm-hmm. And so it's more of a, a, a awareness throughout the day of not only within myself, but of what's around me, as opposed to sitting in that zen, peaceful, quiet space. Right. Um, so there's been where Marsha Linehan has taken the, the zen practices and put them into behavioral terms. And so that where it's more applicable and more practical for to be implemented on a day-to-day and and how that the the kids can use it for to be be able to bring themselves back into the present moment as opposed to their emotions dictating their decisions great so dbt provides sort of an empowerment base specifically for kids or people struggling with these issues adults use it quite actively as well um, to to start taking control of the ways in which emotions are interfering with their lives and that gives them very specific skills and strategies um, one of the things you said is there are four modules that are taught so I think that's another distinction that DBT does a little more teaching and it's not just um, a, a talk therapy tell a little bit about the process of it so the the there's four modules and the adherent mo- the adherent DBT model is individual therapy and group therapy. So, so the can I can I stop and interpret that because most people won't know what adherent means. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. So what what I think you're saying is that in the in the sort of pure form, when you do it exactly the way it's supposed to be done, there's a combination of meeting with a therapist and taking classes. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. And the group therapy is a little bit different than traditional um, psychoed. It is a skills-based therapy, so it's not a process group. And that's where the the children learn the skills. And then they're applied through homework and through practice so that in the individual sessions, you can focus on the target areas. So it's actually Um, more like a class than a group therapy. Yes, I guess. Yes, you could say that into the, yeah, that would make more sense. To, for to some and for some way. kids that would be a draw, and for some people, kids that would make it harder. So you got. <laughs> and I think what we find in outpatient is a lot of the kids they think of you know the older the older population they'll think of like the breakfast club, <laughs> right. right? Like and it's it's not. Um, they're apprehensive at first, and then after they're in a few of the groups, they're like, oh, this isn't that bad because they're not having to share their story. They're not having to talk about their struggles. It's anything that brings up anything that they it comes up that's related to them is directly related to the skill that they're learning so they don't feel that pressure to have to talk about what they're going through so they're not exposing themselves in the same way 
Exactly. And they're not being exposed to others. So some of those emotionally sensitive kids tend to take on others' emotions too. Mm-hmm. And so they're not being exposed to the other, um, other struggles and issues. And I mean, it's, you either have the child who has shame and their shame goes up or the child who wants to, you know, one up the person next to them. Right. And so it, you know, the way that the, the groups are run, that eliminates both of those so it's strictly on the skills. Great. Okay. And so the the modules that are taught, the mindfulness is the is the first module that's taught. It's taught in all of the um the core mindfulness skills. Goes through the emotion mind responses, trying to get into the wise mind responses. Mm-hmm. And that that's where the behavioral um the behavioral pieces that Marsha has created are in that on how to get into wise mind. And then there's distress tolerance is another module. And that module is focused on the in the moment crisis. So how can I survive this crisis? How can I make it through this crisis without making it worse? The one thing we do stress in distress tolerance and throughout DBT is we're not setting the expectation that there's not going to be pain in life. Mm -hmm. Pain is part of life the skills are helping us not suffer through that pain. Well, and what strikes me is, is what we encounter is a lot of parents who can't figure out why, why their kids are experiencing things as a crisis that they don't think should be a crisis. Mm-hmm. And so what you're doing is, is sort of teaching the kids how to manage that distress in those moments of crisis. And as we're sort of raising parents' awareness to the, that the kids are experiencing it as a crisis, even though you don't think it should be. Yes. And the, and the, we do parent group also to help exactly. the parents also learn the skills, not only for, so they know what their child is learning, but also for themselves right? so that right. they can use the skills. I mean, I use the skills every day yep. so that I they did. can use the skills when their child decides not to use them. Great. Um, All right. So module three is emotion regulation. And that okay. is the, the skills that are taught to help reduce that overall sensitivity overall emotional sensitivity so this is sort of a little more long term so yeah so the way I like to describe it is if your hobby is photography then a distress tolerance skill would be looking at the pictures you take whereas an emotion regulation skill would be actually going out and taking the pictures got it got it and then the last module is interpersonal effectiveness and that is helping um, teaching them ways to uh, get their needs met in an effective way while maintaining a relationship and keeping their self-respect so there's which is something everybody needs to learn exactly (laughs) yes Um, which is there's specific skills that are um, taught in there to help them scripted there's uh, one of the skills is a script to help them stay focused and meet those objectives whether it's getting their needs met maintaining a relationship or maintaining their self-respect right and then within that is a huge is a what we call middle path and that deals with validation and dialectics validation is a huge piece i should have probably mentioned this at the beginning is a huge piece of dbt um the 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 validation and the dialectics of acceptance and change. Great. That's a lot of our like kids, we could do a whole podcast on validation. Well, let, let's take a um, quick, quick break and then we're going to come back to that to sort of wrap up because we, we only have okay. a few minutes left, believe it or not. Okay. Um, 
and and again, you know, you keep reinforcing this is why I love referring people to DBT because it's so, so jives with, with what we teach parents and coaching skills, you know, validation, acknowledgement, showing compassion, that kind of thing. Um, but let's tell people how to find out more about you. So you work at the Hillside Residential Treatment Program and Outpatient DBT, DBT Clinic here in Atlanta, Georgia. How can people yes. find more? They can go to our website at hside.org. Great. And within that website, H side, yes. Okay. And within that website is the residential program as well as our outpatient clinic. Great. So everything is within that. And website. I'm assuming there's more information about DBT on that site. Yes. Yeah. Right. Super. So we only have a few minutes left as we sort of come back. Um, and you were you were talking about validation and dialectical conversations. So let's sort of bring this back. So let me let me capture what I've heard that there's a four module course that's reinforced by by relationship or conversations with a therapist that teaches people skills and strategies for emotional regulation. And there's sort of four stages that they go through in learning to manage the, their emotional what we call emotional intensity. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so you were about to talk about validation and, and dialectical conversations. What's, how does that tie in or set the stage? The dialectical piece is that, uh, that there's no absolute. The, a lot of our children and the population that we serve have a very black and white thinking. Mm -hmm. Either, you know, I hate you, don't leave me. Um, either, you know, one side or the other, very polarized on one side or the other. So the dialectic helps to open up those, that thought of there's truth on Shades both sides. Gray. Yeah. Yes. And so we use the word and a lot, mm -hmm. you know, with, as opposed to, but, but, right. Um, being able to see the grain of truth, the kernel of truth on the other side to help just to disarm some of that emotional intensity whenever you can see both sides of it. Great. We, we, um, we teach the skill yes and to parents. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, and then the dialect, then the validation is that what are, in order to get acceptance and change, there has to be an equal amount of validation. What our children are suffering with is really hard for them to accept and to change. So to validate their emotional experience, it's really hard for parents and for clinicians sometimes because the behavior overrides it sometimes. Right. And we often miss the emotional experience or we're problem solvers. We go straight to problem solving as opposed to validating the emotional experience. Yep. And validation sort of takes the steam out of the emotion. Yeah. Absolutely. The, the strategy that we teach around that for parents, we call it ACE, and it's about acknowledgement and compassion. Right? Mm -hmm. Acknowledge their experience, meet them where they are, show compassion for it before you explore options for problem solving. And, and that same yeah. message exactly. reinforces, don't go straight to systems and structures, understand what's going on first and what's, what's behind the challenge that you're facing before you try to address it. And sometimes that, you know, having them have compassion for themselves and validating yeah. themselves also. Absolutely. Both for the kids and for the parents. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so any sort of final words as we sort of close up this conversation, we were, we were talking about what is DBT and how does it differ from other treatments? And really what I'm hearing is that it's a very skill-based, um, emotion-based treatment protocol. Anything else yeah. that makes it different? There with um, 
the one one component that is different in terms of the the therapy aspect is that the therapists are um, available for coaching. So if the child is struggling with an emotional situation and they've tried these skills and it's not working and they're really struggling, they have access to calling their therapist after hours to get some coaching. That's great. So there's that that piece is a is a lot different than um, the traditional therapies where the the therapist is in this with you. There's a genuine relationship between the client and the therapist. There's a real time connection. Yeah. Yes. Great. Helping generalize those skills in the moment. Super. So, so thank you. Thank you so much for sharing this information. Thank you for having me. Eager to do this for a long time. I'm really excited that we have it. Um, our guest has been Dr. Kimberly Vay, who's a DBT Linehan board certified clinician in the Hillside uh, Treatment Programs in Atlanta, Georgia, and, um, and has really enlightened us on what is DBT, how is it different from other treatments, breaking it down for us and helping us see, um, see it as a, a different kind of modality, as, a, as an alternative way um, to address some of the emotional intensity that our, our kids and families are facing. So thank you again for being here. Thank you. And, um, and I want to thank you all for listening. Of course, there's a lot more information on emotional regulation and management on impactadhd.com. There are probably hundreds of articles on that topic. Uh, it's one of the biggest issues that, that the families in our community are dealing with. And, um, and you'll find more information about Dr. Vey and her bio on the website as well. That's impactadhd.com. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. Take care, everyone.